back in October when we prepared our best of MCs or end of September. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we spoke to each other about doing an MF Doom episode, and we laughed and said it would be great. It would be it would be something that we'd have to certainly look into and find a way to plug it in. On an anniversary of his albums, or yeah, we also if he was coming up with something new. We also spoke about individual albums from him, and then we were putting them in order, ranking them, speaking yeah, exactly, to Gabu yeah. about certain albums, uh, underrated, overrated, all that stuff. And unfortunately, this is how we have to do our Doom episode. So yeah, uh, Daniel Dumoulin, MF Doom, uh, King G Gidra. G- I don't know how to pronounce it. Zed Love X. Yeah. Metal uh, Fingers. Victor Vaughn. The Venomous Villain. Metal Fingers. A uh, bunch of fucking names. Uh, died over the holidays. Yep. Well, died before. Died, in, died on October 31st, but it was made public on December 31st. Right as 2020 was... Making its way out, we got some bad news. We got some pretty shitty news. A nice old leg drop for us. Yeah, so this is uh, very unfortunate. This is the way we're going to give you our MF Doom episode. Uh, we've been fans for a long time. We're going to go through that. We're not going to necessarily break down every album or whatnot, but... No dissecting, because if we would dissect MF Doom, we'd be here for about two weeks. We'd be here for a long time. So this is our Doomsday special. Farewell to the villain, the supervillain. We hope you guys like it. We hope you guys can learn about him. We hope you guys can pay tribute with us to him. Super important artist. Let's start. Daniel Dumoulin would have been 50 tomorrow. Whoa. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. We're giving you this episode, um, I wouldn't say illegally yet, but we're heading into another lockdown. If you're not from Quebec, if you're not from Montreal and you know, and you, and you're not really following up on what's going on elsewhere, but Quebec is heading into another lockdown. Curfew. There's a curfew involved this time around. So that puts our um, brand in jeopardy once again. Yeah. Third time now we got to go on pause, right? Yeah. Well, once for three months, then a month, and now another month till February 8th. When we come back that week, we're going to let you guys know right away. This is barring any prolonging of it. We had an episode scheduled that week. We were going to do Dilla week. Yes, sir. 15 years of Dilla's, uh, since Dilla's death. So our first two episodes... <laughs> coming back into the new year have to do with dying <laughs> starts off the year pretty well huh? yeah let's uh let's get into this doom episode it's not the way we wanted to have a doom episode but we're gonna have it it's a it's a homage yeah so um i think for this one we're just gonna take for granted that people know who doom is hopefully yes i don't think we're gonna do the whole history thing with doom or whatnot but 
a quick little background on Doom and how we started. Yeah, so Doom was born in London, England. Which is crazy because I only learned that lately. Oh, yeah? I knew he wasn't from New York. I just didn't know where. I recently discovered that he had relocated back to England after the Born Like This tour. So he, he wasn't allowed to get back into... So he's been there in New York, in the States, illegally this whole time. For his whole uh, career, basically. Much, yeah, pretty, I would assume, or unless he had papers that expire. I don't really know. Well, his brother was born in Long Island. Yeah. So, uh, so he had a group called KMD. Yep. They have two albums, Mr. Hood and Black Bastards. DJ Subrock was his brother. Yep. Um, he died in 93. During the release or after the release of Black Bastards. Yeah. And that kind of ended... Um, at the time, Zev Lovex is what Dino Dumoulin was going by. He ended his career as an artist. Um, right after. Right after that. Yeah, his brother died. But getting back to real quick to him being there illegally, that was probably the biggest supervillain thing he's ever done. After, <laughs> in, in terms of like legal <laughs> issues, possibly, yeah. Um, That's crazy. In 99... He gets into uh, open mic and resurges as a, or in the late 90s, resurges as a, an artist and gets back into making music and stuff like that. He actually was running around New York with guys like LP, uh-huh. Cage, a lot of the underground Brooklyn artists, which, which, which I've seen pictures of. And I've also seen pictures of when he resurfaced, he mm-hmm. wasn't wearing a yeah. mask. He was wearing either a bandana or covering half of his face with a cloth. And why does he wear the mask? To make it clear for those that don't know? I'll let you explain that one. To hide the scars from the to hide the scars that were left following his brother's death. Yeah. And he wanted to hide his face, just be a totally different artist. I, he wanted to have nothing to do with KMD and the past. Yeah, it was like a separate, like, yeah. no, he was reinvented. Like, he he didn't want to be known as Zed Love X at all. Yeah. So, continue, 99. Uh, Doomsday comes out. Yep. Operation Doomsday, his first... Uh, solo his release. first release as MF Doom, yep. solo. Fantastic record. Amazing record. Um... It grew on me a lot. Doomsday is incredible, man. Doomsday is a fucking crazy good album. And it it's crazy how that album is plays out exactly like an episode. Yeah. It's like it's always it's all his stuff is always comic like. Yeah. As we said on the episode with Gabu doing kind of like a comic uh, a superhero show character character. His first moniker. Uh, Started in 2001, Metal Fingers, with the Special Herb series. It was instrumentals that were often recycled throughout his career. Yeah, Metal Fingers meaning he's using his hands to make the beats. Yeah, exactly. And as him being MF Doom, he is a villain and his hands are metal. In 03, King Ghidra, Take Me to Your Leader, which is another one of his... um, um, 
Well, King King Ghidra is the producer, which is always him, Daniel Doom, Liam of Doom, however you want to see it. King Ghidra is the beat maker on Take Me to Your Leader. Yeah, and and he is also a computer. He says it yeah. in uh, Operation Doomsday where King uh, Ghidra is a computer. Yes, exactly. And then following that, you got Vaudeville Villain as Victor Vaughn. Yep. Another moniker again. So we had, so now we've had MF Doom, Metal Fingers on the Special Herb series, King Ghidra, Victor Vaughn. Confused yet? We get two Victor Vaughn albums only. Vaudeville Villain, which is fucking spectacular, incredible. You want to you wanna hear someone rapping next level? Yeah, you, on the, yeah, on this record, yeah. Do you want to hear somebody beyond his his time? Listen to that record. So, Vaudeville Villain in 03. Yep. MF Doom collaboration with Mad Lib, Mad Villainy. This is the one, Mad Villain, Mad Villainy. This is the fucking magnum opus I was gonna of his say career. That. In early 04. I mean, we've said so many good things about this album time and time again. Go listen to episode nine of season one. Yeah. Uh, and then Venomous Villain, end of 04, second Victor Vaughn album. Um, Next was? Mfood, end of 04 as well. Mfood was like a, another one of, I guess, his classics up there with Mad Villainy. 04 was big for... Well, look at the years you're talking about and how much projects he's releasing, right? So, very good point to point to, 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 to say that. The next record is another collaboration that comes out in 06, Danger Doom. Huge producer on that album. Danger Mouse produced the entire record to MF Doom. There's a, a whole Aqua Teen Hunger Force theme with it adult swim okay can i ask you a question about that because i um i love that record but i'm yeah. not too familiar with aqua teen hunger 2005 force. my bad aqua teen hunger force was a show on adult swim where you had i mean you know adult swim type of humor yeah so this is the comic of uh the the hamburger and the french fries yeah the fries uh, yeah exactly yeah I don't know much about the show, but I know it. Like it attracted me to the record because I knew Aquatine Hunger Force was a, and they're doing the skits on the album. Yeah. So that was 06. So everything that Doom did was really between. Everything big that Doom did was between '99 and 05. I keep saying 06 for uh, the Mouse and the Mask by Danger Doom. '99, 05. A lot happened specifically in 2003 and four. Take Me to Your Leader, Vaudeville Villain in 03, Venomous Villain, first Mad Villainy, then villain, Venomous Villain, then Mfood in 04. Yeah. So 03, 04, huge years for Doom. And then five years following that, Born Like This in 09. And and between that those years, people were asking what was going on with him. He kind of went missing. He, was a, he, he became... Well, because technically he left after Um Food, after, fuck, after The Mouse and the Mask. Yeah. And he was on a high from Um Food, Mad Villainy. People wanted him to follow up to those big things. And he kind of, like you said, he faded away, he disappeared. 
09 Born Like This, his last solo album ever released. 2012, Keys to the Cuffs, as J.J. Doom with uh, Janeiro Jarrell. Neruvian Doom with Bishop Nehru in 2014. Zarface meets Metalface collab with Zarface in 2018. And that would probably be the period of less important Doom. So after Born Like This, there's a steady drop in quality. And more on the collaboration aspect. Yeah. A lot of what he, he was doing was more production heavy. Yeah, like especially the new Ruby and Doom yep. with Bishop Nero. Yeah, where he's just featured on it maybe on about two songs. Yeah. Uh, but he wanted to go more into the aspect of the production. Yeah. Uh, less of the MC. Uh, collaboration work. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but you could tell that he did his time in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. We I, should we should point out to one thing. Yeah, that, that's that's actually uh, worth mentioning. We got um, a victory laps EP in twenty eleven. Yep, which featured the song victory laps, featuring Ghostface. Right? Yeah, was it an EP or was it one song? Well, it was one song, but it's it's it's. The Victory Laps EP, right? Yeah, something super, super, yeah. super. As a as a hip hop lover, yeah, the one of the most exciting parts in life of listening to music and figuring it out. But continue, Stephen. And then we got another song called "Livelihood," also with Ghostface. Wasn't the, that on the, the Grand Theft Auto? No, "Livelihood" was not. But these two were working together on what would have been a Doom Starks <laughs> album. They had collaborated on. Uh, well, I know he did a lot of the beats for uh, not a lot of the of the beats, but some beats on Fish Scale and more fish and more fish, particular underwater, which is a crazy, insane <laughs> fucking beat for Ghostface Killer. But Doom Starks is an album that we've been waiting for for so long that never comes out. And it's one of the things that Wu Tang and MF Doom are very good at doing is telling you something's coming and and nothing it comes doesn't. of it. And they collaborated also on Born Like This. There's a boy, yeah, Angels, right? Yep. Which was supposed to be the Doom Starks lead single. Yep. So this is how long we're waiting for it, 2009. And it wasn't featuring Ghostface Killer, it was featuring Tony Starks. Yeah, yes, because Doom Starks, yeah. Yeah. Um, Avalanche with Madlib was a single that was teased as well in 2016. People were expecting Mad Villainy 2. I remember that. And uh, just this year, he had two singles, Cookie Chips and the Chocolate Conquistadors... <laughs> With Bad, Bad, Not Good, which was for Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. That one. Um, so, to con- to confuse everybody, he had insane amount of work. Lots of work. A lot of collaborative efforts, a lot of production, a lot of everything going around. This guy is a book. Yeah. Right? We could call it, I wouldn't call it a book, I'd call him a... Encyclopedia? No, I don't know what I would call it. <laughs> but uh, how did you take the news? Well, here's the thing that we got to say is, is Daniel Dumoulin died. Yeah. When we had the episode of the top MCs, 
I had said to you that like people get upset when they show up to shows and it's not Daniel Dumoulin behind the mask. Well, you said, yeah, that's the most villainous thing to do, right? Yeah, besides staying in the States for over 20 years. So, I find with a character like MF Doom, you really separate the individual from the artist, mm -hmm. from, the, from the personas, from all that. So, I was super sad that this guy that creates all this music is gone. But it was very Doom-like to have waited two months to announce it. Well, he's got super fans and people are crazy about him. So who knows if the privacy would be respected for the family. But I took it more as the death of Daniel Dumoulin and not of the artist we know as Doom, the artist we know as Metal Fingers, the artist we know as King Ghidra, et cetera, et cetera. Unfortunately, there won't be... I mean, I'm sure there's tons of music that we've never heard from this guy. I hope the vaults don't get open because part of the greatness of loving and following MF Doom was the mystery to it, the mystery to him. I hope it stays that way. You wouldn't want them to drop the Doom Starks album if it's no. completed? No. No, absolutely not. I, I, I agree with you with the let the, the vault stay closed and not release any music. Because at that point, if he didn't want it to come How out... How about this? If I tell you this, mm -hmm. we spoke about all his characters of the MF Doom, of the Victor Vaughn, of the King Ghidra. If that vault opens, we're going to know Daniel Dumoulin too well. And we're going to lose sense of the characters. Yeah, because we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to. So everything was very plotted out with him. Everything was well. Like He was always... A step ahead in the planning and, in, and he's very particular with what he would let people have he doesn't give you too much of each of his characters uh, he gives you enough yeah exactly he gives you enough and and it's good to have artists like that because you yeah, want more but at a certain point you're also happy with what you have yeah like i didn't i never wanted a mad villainy too i don't want that no nope. I don't want any twos. I like Victor Vaughn. I like that he had a second part to it. Yeah. I don't need second parts of other things. Other music that he's done has been good enough for me. Yeah. So anyways, how I took the news is, is like I'm trying to say it best is the man behind the mask died. The creator. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But MF Doom is forever. Exactly. 100%. He, that's how he wants you to know him. Right? Yeah. Like, going back to him not being at the shows and having an imposter there or somebody behind the mask is a way to tell you right there. So, what, when, he, when I found out the news, I, I kind of didn't believe it because I, I was like, is he fucking with us again? Is he saying that so that his character could die and people could stop uh, asking for more MF Doom music and he could be just left alone? Because look, he didn't, he put out like singles. He did, yeah. And that's really it. Mm -hmm. I don't think he wanted to do music anymore. 
Uh, maybe he would have, but I think it's also, it comes down like... Production. Yeah, but, but this is also a guy, like we said, when we did the uh, the Best Rappers thing, like his son died recently. Yeah. His brother died. That tour came to apart, almost took him away from making music again. It's a guy that's gone through some shit. We tend to forget that when we when we're listening to music. He's not a guy that put his emotions in his No, because he played the characters. Exactly. Always. And and this is the this is another one of the great things is not knowing how he died. Mm-hmm. I think is great. It was the the dying probably wasn't planned, but the hey when I'm gone, this is how it's gonna roll out. Planned or not. The thing is that you don't need to know. No, exactly. Because you're not attached to Daniel Dumoulin again. You're attached to his characters. MF Doom. So bringing it to me, was I sad? Yeah, I was sad. I'm not a... I'm not a... Like, I like MF Doom. I like his projects a lot. I think he's a fascinating, great artist. I think there's nobody like MF Doom. Uh, But like... What we've ha- what I have from him, to me is is enough for me. It sucks when somebody passes. I was sad, but like I'm not gonna say I'm the biggest Doom fan. Uh, I'm a stan of Doom. Stan of Doom? Yeah. What's that? Stan. You know when you're obsessed with an artist and you write them letters. I ne- oh. Like the, f- the making this an Eminem episode. <laughs> the the. Uh, you know the fans he has, stan right? Stan of Doom. Is that a real term? Yeah, Stan is a real term now. It's in the dictionary. Oh, yeah. I feel like I heard that. Yeah. I feel like I heard that. Yeah. I think you're just the first person that ever used it. But it's. I guess it's the basic way to... That's totally fine. But, like, there is people that are obsessed with oh, his with work. Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To some people, Doom never made something bad. I... Taken Doom as fun, exciting, very like, fuck, okay, I need to go re-listen to Doom and I'll listen to it again in 10 years and still find something about it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you can't unveil un- 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 a Doom project right away. It's impossible. I'm going back now and listening to things where I'm just catching for the first time and being like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what he did with his music. He did it on purpose that way. Yeah. So to me, Doom's music is always going to be there. There's always going to be something new to his music. Yeah. How did, uh, how did you get into Doom? Well, for me, getting into Doom is when I started working at HMV, uh, which was in 2007. And I was introduced, I can't remember by who, but introduced to Danger Doom. Okay. Uh, not understanding what was going on. Not, I didn't even know who the character was mm-hmm. at that point. I was just like, oh, okay. I'm gonna, this is just another hip-hop artist. Later finding out that he was a character. Yeah. But doing doing the the research on my own, then listening to Born Like This, then getting into his later his earlier projects like Mad Villainy, right? Uh, something that blew me away 
was the fact that I was attracted to his voice, his tone of voice, mm-hmm. more than anything else, more than him wearing a mask, more than any of that was just there's some he this this guy is weird. Yeah. There's something weird about him that when you're listening to him, it's just like he's he's now rapping on beat. He is, but yeah, okay. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's like not... it's like either the beat is too fast for his voice or he's just doing it on purpose to not really rap on beat. But I found it fascinating to where discovering mad villainy and all that stuff on my own, I started to yeah. get what was going on. Yeah. That's really like I had nobody to really get me into him except somebody that told me about Danger Doom and then finally owning the Danger Doom and then buying the rest of the stuff on my own. And then obviously you that said, Steve, go back to Mad Villainy. Steve, go back to Mad Villainy. Steve, go back to Mad Villainy. Yeah, you weren't like super... I mean, you liked it, but you... I found... You know what you mean? I like... To me, Born Like This was something that really opened my eyes up. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you always saying that that was like... One of my favorites. Favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, his rapping skill on that is just... Cr- like, we'll talk about it probably later on, but just incredible to me. It's it's a it's a fantastic album, and probably some of it... One of his more underrated ones. Mm-hmm. But I But I do... I do think that it's not necessarily something that... Stands out? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You? For me, it was... With a Gorillaz album, Demon Days, second Gorillaz album, that album actually played a part in a few hip hop acts that I got into. So of course, the single "Feel Good Inc." had the guys from De La Soul on it, right? Mm-hmm. I already liked and knew about De La Soul from the "Ooh" single that I would see on Much Music, <laughs> but this kind of got me really into them. Booty Brown, Farside, Gorillaz, Demon Days. Uh, he was on the Dirty Harry track, the single. November Has Come, featuring MF Doom. So, when this album came out, like I said, I wasn't super into hip-hop then. always liked Outkast. I had very limited knowledge in hip-hop. I liked Kanye, you know. But Demon Days played a good, and Gorillaz in general, even their first record, introduced me to a lot of, like, Del the Funky Homo Sapien on Clint Eastwood, right? Mm-hmm. So, November Has Come had MF Doom on it. I love the track. I love this album. You know how I feel about this album. Mm -hmm. In late 2006, that DVD sitting next to your girl is Demon Days Live. It's a whole performance of Demon Days. And the only person or one of two people that wasn't there was Doom. (laughs) For November Has Come, they had him on screen. And I always knew the song, but when I saw the DVD and saw him with the mask on the screen... It was just this kind of like terrifying, interesting moniker. Something I knew that was complex that required like diving into, getting to know, learning about this character, this artist. Seeing him on the screen with the mask attracted me to find out more about him. There were two albums that would always stand out to me when I'd go record shopping. Most Deaf, True Magic, <laughs> with the plastic case, and just a CD with no booklet. 
it looked like you were renting a DVD, right? <laughs> that was or a PlayStation that's, game. That's funny. And MF Doom's food in the silver packaging. I would never grab that album because it was too expensive. It was always like twenty six ninety nine, huh? Exactly. But after having seen the DVD and doing some research, he had an album called The Mouse and the Mask as Danger Doom with Danger Mouse as a producer mm -hmm. who also produced Demon Days. So that was my obvious go-to. Attraction. He produced Demon Days. I heard of this guy through Demon Days. This is the way to go. Grabbed the mouse in the mask. Fucking loved it. I remember specifically that year grabbing the mouse in the mask and Wolf Parade's debut album, Apologies to the Queen Mary. Those two albums for an entire winter were just on fucking repeat after seeing that DVD. We're, we're still in 2006? 2006, late 2006. But the Wolf Parade, but, but, but they had been out for like a year. That DVD came out late 2006. I discovered that album. Wolf Parade has nothing to do with the Demon Days, but it was just, I remember, you know how much I love that Wolf Parade yep. album? That I remember my first times really abusing of it was that and Danger Mouse. Danger Doom. Mouse in the Mask. And eventually, as you start collecting CDs, I finally bought that Food album that had the silver wrapping over it. You had the silver wrapping one? Over it. And as pure as like, now we're kind of music collectors and we're more picky, but as pure as it was back then, to rip the packaging off and get to the CD inside was so exciting. Even though like having that thing sealed in the packaging is probably crazy cool to have. You, where's that packaging? Oh, I threw it. Shit. But that's how pure it was because when you're a kid, you're like not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for you want to sure. get to the music. You want to get to the fucking source. That's listening. That's loving music. No, not the way we are yeah, necessarily no. now. No, absolutely not. So, so I like having that kind of connection to Umfood. Yeah, good album. It was too. an album. Oh, fuck, I love Umfood. <clears throat> but that was like one of those things like you had to say, like it, it was, instead of being able to go pick up two albums, it was always fucking expensive. It's it's true because that album man was twenty six ninety nine type of shit twenty nine ninety nine. So one like, yeah so like and and when you're young and like at this age like you're not necessarily making a, like you're working part time. You know? Yep, I agree. So it's like okay I could I could get this record with the silver packaging that I've always wanted. I could get three records. When you when I finally picked it up, it was rewarding to get to it. There's yeah. a poster inside. I saw the poster next to it up there. Yeah. That was my uh, that was my intro to Doom. So Danger Doom first, Um Food, and then I went to the Mad Villainy. Uh, Victor Vaughn, the vaudeville villain, not venomous villain, but vaudeville villain, the great one. And then in 09, this was like over a period of time, like listening to these albums. And then in 09, the first album that came out since I've been a fan was Born Like This. Yeah. Um, do Did you, anything I say there make sense, or I just went on a? No, you. To me, it makes sense. It's just that the titles of the songs and the characters can be confusing to to people. Uh, you need to be into Doom, and you need to understand Doom as well. Stephen, Stephen, and me for sure. To this day, there's a lot more need to discover with the albums. Need to discover. Like I like I'm still trying to figure out the characters. Like I'm like I'm trying to figure out the Victor Vaughn versus the MF Doom characters. Uh, yeah. The, like it's just those two. 
that like Danger Mouse is 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 MF Doom. Yeah, uh, Mad Villainy. Is MF Doom. Born like this. MF is MF Doom, but then Doom. Only, yeah. yeah. Mm, food. MF Doom. I'm just trying to figure out the difference between Victor Vaughn and MF Doom, because they're still both villains. Victor Vaughn and Doom have beef. Yeah, because they they do go at it on the Victor Vaughn album, and on Mad Villainy. Uh, isn't it at the beginning where he says... Victor Vaughn, sorry, is Doom's apprentice. Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out what the connection between Victor Vaughn and MF Doom is. So you just said he's, he's his apprentice. Victor Vaughn is Doom's apprentice. Okay. Because Victor Vaughn and the Victor Vaughn album says... He's talking about being in class and cheating off Peter Parker. So I'm just trying to see the characters and... Where they fit in is Victor Vaughn, MF Doom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know too much about it. Like it's not never it's it's never very like straight. Or I love straight the characters. The it's it's fun. It's a fun way to stay in like. But I think you can't like it's also one of those things that you can't look into too much. But the the big fans of MF Doom really dissect all this stuff. And really dig deep. Yeah, but how much is understanding? And yeah, no, for that? sure. I think he wants you to be confused. He he wants to throw you off. He wants to kind of... His whole character is throwing people off. Yeah. He likes the chase. He likes making you kind of... Yeah, well, that's the whole point of being a villain, right? If you look at all these villains in, uh-huh. in comic books and stuff like that, they're weirdos, but they're guys that trick you. They're guys that, like... They're bad guys. Yeah. As best as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at all the bad, like, look at like a guy like the Riddler or like Mysterio. Like those guys, like, are they trick you. They're fucking there to confuse the shit out of you. Right. He's the super villain. Yeah. That's what it's the game. Yeah. So it's crazy how we're talking about this. Like, like, <laughs> it, like you don't really talk about this in hip hop except for another artist. Cool Keith that has different faces and different characters like MF Doom, but this is somebody really that's like highlighted um, as uh, as somebody who has played a big part in in that. So we're not going to dissect albums. No, we're going to go through the importance of him. What's your impressions on him? Why do you love his music? What attracts you to his music? To me, it's like I said in the MCs list when I put him at number seven. There's no two rappers like him. So much so that whether he's rapping like MF Doom or Victor Vaughn or King Ghidra or... Well, King Ghidra is the beat maker, but... <laughs> no matter the moniker he's rapping under, he's not changing his voice. It's the one voice. Mm-hmm. Normally, somebody making monikers would kind of switch it up. But the whole thing is so original that he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he's allowed a way. Yes, okay, fine. In 99, when he came back, he was rolling with guys, like you said, like LP and things. But he was rolling with game ch- guys that were trying to change it. Guys that were trying to be different. Hip-hop gets that rap of, it all sounds the same. Underground hip-hop. So it doesn't sound the same if you're from New York, and it doesn't sound the same if you're from LA, and it doesn't sound the same if you're from Atlanta. But he was part of the guys that didn't sound the same because we were from the underground. Mm-hmm. It's not about where you're from. It's about taking an actual sound, not, in, not, not mattering from where you are, 
and being different. I think he crafted, he, he, he pretty much set a standard for like oddball rappers. Mm-hmm. You look at these recent guys like the Earl Sweatshirts, direct inspiration from for MF sure. Doom, the Vince Staples. For sure. Fucking plenty. So many. So many of these new guys. So many. So just look at all the guys that paid tribute to him after he died. Everybody was guys paying. that you wouldn't even think cared for. Mm-hmm. So even if he wasn't fully present in your sound, he's influenced you somehow. Tyler, those, the, well, the fucking, the whole odd future. Oh, for sure. There's the video been, of them meeting him and them freaking out. They've been into this guy for like, but I think that's the impression I have of him is that it's something so, it's 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 so original. It's so, I don't want to use original because it's lame, but. Do I use cool? That is, no, but it, it it is cool, but it is just that fucking different than what anybody's ever done. And it's one of those things you can't, like, you could definitely draw inspiration from it, but don't dare try to copy it. No. It's not yours. But the, something crazy about Doom is you can't be like him. You can't imitate him. If if Even if you try... Like, it's one of those things, like, you can't even try imitating him. You'll get called out for it. A hundred percent. You know, like, I find that, I find that mind-blowing how, like, somebody could influence you, somebody could do so much, but don't dare try to show that it influenced you. It's too original. We'll know where you got that from. And his voice is... I don't know if I get you. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, His voice is one of the most original things of yeah. him. It's just his is, is, is monotone. It's like there's no effort in changing uh, your voice. There's no effort in any of that. It's just who he is that makes him that original, makes him that likable, that deep voice. Yeah. And just for me, the thing... I love the most about him is his voice and just how he raps. How he makes it so easy to rhyme two words to where his whole verse is rhyming the word he he rhymed in his first bar sentence, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like how he plays on his words. Like he'll rhyme the same thing differently five six six bars after yeah he switches it yeah like it's just the way he like because it's like you like it's so easy to to catch it but at the same time it's so complex do you get what i'm trying to say with with the way what i'm trying to how i'm trying to talk about his lyrics and how he writes his words the thing that's fun about listening to him though is that you're not always going to catch, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially that a lot of his albums are like a mood and sometimes fit as background music as well, are very fitting for background music as well. It's great because you don't always get, you know, the line that you didn't catch the first time 
or the fifth time or the tenth time you heard the song, you'll hear on the fifteenth. Yeah. There's always going to be something that you catch, that you discover in, 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 in letting the rhymes just pass by you. Like it's so, like when you go back to it, it's like, oh, fuck, how did I not catch that? Right. That's easy to catch, but it's so complex that it's not. You know, and that's what I find fun about him is that you got to like, it's like the words that he's rhyming sometimes are just like, fuck. That was easy to put together, but the way he made it sound, and then five bars later, he makes it rhyme again. The way you said, like, something's like, like you said, cool. Yeah. To describe the way, like, I'll never forget, like, listening to Danger Doom, Mouse in the Mask, and the second track, Sofa King. Oh, fuck. Starts with, like, the kind of, repeat after me, I'm Sofa King, for the, the skit thing. And when he starts the rhyme, he says, scared of a bunch of water. Then get out the rain, mm. order a rapper for lunch, and spit out the chain. When I first heard that, especially getting into hip hop, it just showed me like I'm not fucking with you guys. Like I'm not fucking with you rappers. No, I'm on my own level. I'm doing I'm doing my music the way I want to do my music. So already just getting into that, like as one of the first hip hop things, it sets a bar pretty high for mm-hmm. what I'm gonna like going forward. I'm already listening to a guy that you can't fuck with. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I was listening to a guy with a fucking mask on, <laughs> thinking, "How the fuck is this even possible?" In a in a the culture of hip hop is where you gotta act cool and wear chains and all that stuff. To where he broke that, to where it's, I'm just gonna fucking have fun with my music, wear a fucking mask, huh. and just rhyme. Um, like I'm, I'm gonna read one of my favorite MF Doom. Um, like I'm gonna read you like a like a half of a verse that really caught my eyes and then caught me back many years later. And then listening it to it this morning on the way to uh-huh. bring in my kid to daycare is from Born Like This. The song sells. Uh, it goes Doom from the realm of El Kalum. Smelly gel fume, separating cell womb to melly mel boom. Revelations in braille, respiration inhale, view nations fail, and shaking off a snake tail, make do. But do you see what he's trying to do? He's trying to make you laugh at what he's saying, but being slick at the same time as making you think. Yeah. And that's what attracts me to him. It's stuff like that. Like, when you listen to Born Like This, and something that stuck out to me again, was that was his most villainous album. Like, where he was Which most... One? Doom? Born Like... Yeah, like, yeah, like that album is fucking... Like, I'm the biggest villain. I'm back many years later. And I hate all you rappers. And, like... He came back as I'm fucking the biggest villain. You have to understand when you listen to it, it's it's way darker. His voice is way deeper, and he's not like you said, like in Danger Mouse. He doesn't give a fuck. Don't fuck with me. I'm a villain. There's a featured track that I said like always got me of his, which was the one on De La Soul's Grind Date. Oof. And in that song, it's it's 
the, the way the song's breaking down, and I broke it down in the episode of the MTs as well, is Pasta Noose gets the first verse, Doom gets the second verse, Dave Trugoy gets the third verse, Doom gets... So it's a De La Soul member, Doom. A De La Soul member, Doom. And I know it's not exactly what they're going for, but every time like it's the Doom verse, he always outdoes them. Fuck. And he always kind of... But he had to outdo them because he's a villain. He's coming to be better than you, no matter how he does it. As like easy as it to put words together, but make it complex. He's coming to just be better than you. That's his character. He's the villain. I can mention it a thousand times on this. That's what I find super cool. Because I think the whole th- the, the, this whole song Rock Cocaine Flow is kind of like you know how Dela we always say like they never get their flowers. Yep. So they're kind of in this song, kind of talking about all this shit you talk about. We did first, and so Doom talks about it too. <laughs> And ends the first his first verse, talking about like street rappers. Says broader dude, we need food. Eat your teams for sure. The shirts, the streets sure seem rude. For fam, like the partridges, pardon him for the mix up. Battle for your Atari cartridges or put your kicks up. It's a stick up. How do you bring it again so people can understand? The villains in superheroes want to be clever, sneaky. They want to be those obnoxious people. They want to be the ones that get you when you least expect it. That's what the guy does, but in his fucking rhymes. Same same, same song here. And we're talking about what I said on Sofa King about the rapper's chain. He's talking about himself. He eats rappers like part of a complete breakfast. Their rhymes ain't worth the weight of the cheap necklace. Very, very big on mocking and talking down other rappers. He mentions in a song that he's not like other rappers. He doesn't wear chains. His chain is his mask. Well, how does, that, how does that song, how does his verse start? Doom brung that bum. There goes that news van again. Act like you knew like Toucan Simon him. <laughs> He'd rap as like part of a complete breakfast. Their, their rhymes ain't worth the weight of the cheap necklace. And he said Toucan Sam before he said eat rappers like Part breakfast. Of a complete breakfast. Yeah. How fucking clever is that? I mean, most rappers are very are, are very clever and can do this stuff like yeah. with their eyes closed, but he's part uh, Doom was always particularly how cra- out there. How crazy is that song the, the live video when Yeah. And then he comes out of nowhere. That yeah, because he's not usually there when he performs. Like, TV performances are not really. He's not there. He's never. He did it for De La Soul because De La Soul has the respect that they, they yeah. like <laughs> of what they they yeah. brung to hip hop, and from MCs respect them, not like labels and humans, but uh, like he. It's crazy how he comes out of the fucking shadows on that song, and just the way the fucking MF Doom starts again. Um, fuck um food starts the beef wrap exactly what we're saying beef wrap could lead to getting your teeth capped it's right away this fucking thing about like drop your shit drop your fucking fights drop your like stop yeah. with this shit but steve how easy is that rhyme i suggest you change your diet it can lead to high blood pressure if you fry it how crazy is the um food album where all the songs are food yeah and he finds a way to use that 
in the concept of the songs. Yeah. Um, food is an, is a, is a, is an incredible, this was all in the same era as the rock cocaine flow. Like those verses that were saying, eat, like eat rappers, like part of a complete breakfast were probably outtakes for verses that didn't make it to um, food. Right. Same kind of concept. So he's sticking with that or, or just sticking to the theme of MF doom. This is what we're talking about. This is like the character in this era, you know? But the character is he's there to be better than you because a villain is always better than the superhero. That's why he's called the supervillain. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yep. It's his character. He's supposed to be there and be better than you. Yep. And he reminds me so much of like the Riddler or fucking like those sneaky motherfuckers. You even say Dr. Doom and all this. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I mean that's the yeah. The mask is, and he updated the mask to his style, which is amazing. How crazy is it that maybe two weeks before we found out he passed, you messaged me saying, "How do you think Doom wears the mask during the COVID <laughs> sure, era? I did say that. Does he wear the mask on top of his mask or under his mask?" And then I, I think that, yeah. I think I answered. I think he just goes out with the mask because he's been wearing it this whole time. And then you said, you said something along the lines of, imagine he goes out with the mask, and that's just like his way of doing yeah. it. Yeah, when it doesn't protect him at all. But that's <laughs> fucking funny, and it's crazy that we were saying we were talking that. about him recently. Yeah. But uh, how many classics do you think Doom has? Like classics to hip hop. Classics to all of hip hop. Yeah, I think uh, Mad Villainy is the one classic. Yeah, but like a lot of rappers, and I think you know, as you dive deeper and as you get into, like he's a cult, he's got a cult fan base, Fuck. right? So when you take those things into consideration, there are classics within that realm of mm -hmm. fans versus within the big picture of hip hop fans. Mad Villainy is absolutely. In hip-hop, one of the most important albums ever made. Well, Talib Kweli said this on the uh, our Vinyl Weighs a, Weighs a Ton, which is a documentary on Stone's Throw Record, yeah. and will explain to you how uh, Mad Lib and MF Doom came about to doing that album uh -huh. together, which I could tell you right now is just uh, a friend uh, said that he asked Mad, Mad Lib who he would want to work with, and he said MF Doom. And then they got them together, put them up in a hotel or at a house in uh, Oxnard or Cal or one of those places, and they made the album. It's super cool the way they made the album, by the way. They were... Uh, Mad Lib would make the beats, Doom would sleep, Doom would wake up, and by the time Mad Lib would wake up, yep. the f his songs were done. Um, what had you asked me? I forgot now. The, how many classics does Doom have? One in all of hip hop being Mad Villainy. Uh, People consider Operation Doomsday a classic. Yeah, a classic. I was gonna say Doomsday and Um Food could maybe be classics, but not nothing beyond that. So okay. at most three. But, but big picture Mad Villainy. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's the. I would maybe put Um Food more of a classic over Doomsday though. Yeah, because I of the see, era I could and, see that. and how important it was, and I guess the underground hip hop. I think mm, food. Mm, food is his most. Ah, no, I'm a liar. 
Mm Food is one of his most accessible albums. Danger Doom being the most accessible, I think. The Mask yeah. and the Mask. Yeah. But he's so complex on that. Look at the song Bada Bing. From the womb to the tomb. Get that ricotta Bada Bing Bada Boom. <laughs> Not hard, but fucking clever. The villain again, without a doubt, that's his name. Don't play it out. Or spray it when you say it out your mouth. Then gave him a cold shoulder for an hour. And told him to take a cold shower, gold shower for faking funk soul power. This is from... Uh, Bada Bing. That one comes later, yeah. Yeah. I just remember that intro is, always sticks with me. Fucking good song. Get that ricotta, bada bing, bada boom. Clever. Fucking. Anyways, do you think the um, the skits take too much of the album or could be redundant? Yeah, yeah, but I think it's part of the concept and they stick with their... I mean, look, it's, it's a 40-minute album that's so easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to complain for skits. Fuck it. There's one album that I said this skit. It's the King uh, Ghidra album that the skits are. King Ghidra is a tough listen, I'll yeah. say, but a good album, but a tough listen, a tough listen. Yeah, but you get a lot more MCs on that, a lot more featureings. Doom is more of the behind the scenes. He kind of also uh, on it. You could tell that he's the characters coming into play. Yeah, there's a lot more playing with the characters. On yeah. That it's my least favorite, where Gabu would say it's his, one of his... King Gidra is one of his favorites? Uh, most uh, underrated. I don't know if it's one of his favorites, uh-huh. but it's his, he, we were texting back and forth, and he, and he said it's one of his most underrated. He also says that uh, MF Doom's uh, instrumentals are very the underrated. They are, they are. Yeah. They're very underrated. He's a producer as well, which is crazy. Yeah, he pretty much, I mean, besides the Danger Doom album where Danger Mouse is doing and Mad Villainy where Mad Villain is doing, he pretty much does his own shit on Doomsday mm-hmm. and uh, Food. Something There's I want little songs that aren't produced by him. Potholders so, is not by him. But I love that song. Potholders is incredible. One thing... The guy I, that features actually is producing on that track. Something I want to say about... I like Doom, MF Doom, as a feature... On other artists' songs, sometimes I find MF Doom doesn't need features on his albums. Hmm. Like. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Like. He's got an album called Unexpected Guests of of songs that he features on too. Yeah, I have that. I own that. Do you own that? No, I never got that because I was never sure if it was official and I usually had the album that he was featured on. Uh, but I have it, the quality mixtape. There's, the, there's a song on there. I can't remember the song. Try just pull that up. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. There's it? a fucking sick song on that, featuring Vast Air. Vast Air being um, another artist, uh, if I'm not mistaken, from Brooklyn. Worked with LP, a bunch of these guys, underground hip hop artists. But I, I'm not sure if it's on there. But there's Remember a Vast Air. He made me pick up one of their albums. Uh, in New York. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure. The if Super it, Friends. It's there? Yeah, it's there. That song is fucking ridiculous. For me, it's Fly That Knot with Tell of Quality, the opening track. Sniper Elite with, with uh, the J. Dillis is fucking great too. But those songs are on other people's albums. For the most part, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And there's a... Uh, the un- Angels appear. Not the Angels, but Angels with... Yeah. Uh, with uh, it's on there? Ghostface appeared on that. Yeah, because this came out after Born Like This. Yeah, same year even. Yeah. Uh, 
MF Doom. It's a compilation. It's not really a, like it's not a, an essential to his body yeah. of work. Brings me to my next point, where I don't think he ever needs a greatest hits. No, you Doom cannot put a greatest hits together for him. There is standout tracks on each of his albums. Actually, yeah. I'm a liar. There's standout tracks on two or three of his albums, but a greatest hits of Doom doesn't work because you need to listen to his album as a body of work. Yeah. Which this, you can make yourself a playlist of Doom yeah. stuff, but uh, should we make a playlist of Doom stuff? We could try. The, hey, fuck, we're going to be doing fuck all for the next month. Okay, let's try and make a Doom playlist to uh, share. But I want to get back to my point of the, his featurings. Yeah. Like, his featurings are, he puts his featurings there and he puts them at quite a good place. He doesn't need them. I don't think he needs them. Doom no. standalone yeah. is just the best. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like he overshines people. Oh but, yeah, he's. But he puts his he puts his featurings at the right place though. Like it's not oversaturated. It's one or two on an album. Like, like look at the open uh, mic, part one and part two on the Victor Vaughn album, the first one. Like they're yeah. put at the right place for the right reasons. You know and he I, was on the Buster Rhymes album, right? Return of the Dragon. The one with is just featurings again. I, th- I think why well, I never listened to that one, but he was on a great track by the Avalanches, which I spoke about. Yeah, you spoke. Not long ago too. The, yeah. the the song with Danny Brown, Frankie Sinatra, fun track. Uh, okay, you wanna anything else we gotta say, or do you wanna do your top five? We could do top fives and call it an episode. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, just before we do our top fives, I just wanna say. For the people that don't listen to MF Doom or have not gotten into him. They're already not listening anymore. Mad Villain. Mad Villainy. Yeah. Go for that one and then yeah. work your way up or down or whatever. I would I would say the people that have never heard of him, maybe even Danger Doom. Like us. Mouse yeah. and the Mask. Yeah, that's true. Try something a little easier. Yeah. So you get the gist of him. Then maybe mm, food, because Mad Villainy is a tough listen. We've said that before, right? Yeah, it took me a long time to get into it. And that's because of the... It's tough. It's a tough listen. The 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 weird beats and the non, like he's not rapping on beat on a bunch of songs on there either. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's very it's weird. It's more like it's background music playing, but he's rapping on it. Mm. So like it, a lot of Madlib. Yeah, stuff, right? but it's fucking, it's great. Anyways. But okay, top five MF Doom projects. Yeah. Starting with five. Who's going first? Uh. I'll go first. Yeah. Five, Victor Vaughn. Yeah. Um, for sure, I never. Wait, thought. wait, which Victor Vaughn though? Uh, Vaudeville villain. Yeah, Vaudeville villain. Okay. Uh, number four is going to be Born Like This. Okay. Number three cool. is gonna be mm, Food. Okay. Number two is going to be Danger Doom, and number uno is going to be Mad Villainy. Okay, so number five, I'm going to give it to Vaudeville Villain again. Number four, I'm going to give it to Operation Doomsday. Number three, fuck, Operation Doomsday is really good. Number three, I'm going to give it to How I Discovered Him, The Mouse and the Mask by Danger Doom. Number two, I'm going to give it to Umfood. And number one, Mad Villainy, of course. 
top 10 favorite hip hop albums of all time. It's like yeah. two, right? At and it's our, in our top 100. Yeah. Is there anybody you would want to have seen MF Doom work with? Uh, I would have found it cool to hear him with a Vince Staples. Yeah. Something, yeah, something more concrete maybe with Earl. Earl and him back and forth would have been fun. Would have been cool. Like a good, like a good solid single, maybe even a, I wouldn't say maybe a whole album together, but something, something more significant you know who, than a Grand Theft Auto single. Yeah. You know who Tyler, I Tyler, maybe. Yeah. That, that's very fucking dark. I would have liked to see the Doomstarks album <laughs> come out, but now I won't believe that Oof. it's real if it does come out. Oof. You know who he, you know who he works well with. I would say more of who he works well with. One artist I would have liked to see him with, yeah, and because he was a huge fan of MF Doom. Yeah, Most Def. I think oh, him, that worked, yeah. him and Most Def could have made something solid together. Are they together on the hip hop compilation? Most Def has we are hip hop, I'm hip hop, whatever. Uh, no, but no. they might have done something on Lyrist Lounge oh, or yeah. Rockus Records. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um. To end it, that Ghostface, MF Doom, is probably one of the 100 hip-hop albums <laughs> that never came out, that was supposed to come out, or probably never even started. But those two guys together was like fucking... Yeah, that would have been cool to have a good, solid... Imagine just 10 songs. Yeah, it's 10 tracks. Even put the two we already know, fine. Give us eight new ones. A couple of skits? Because you have to have a Tony Stark skit, yeah. of them in a fucking lab or fucking trying to I'd kill each it, other. Take a skit, yeah. That would have been sick. Because the cover art is Ghostface with a Lucha Door mask mm-hmm. and MF Doom with his mask. Yeah. So a friend of ours yeah. did a MF Doom portrait. Yes. As you could see on our episode post as the main picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good friend uh, Vincent, uh, he let us use his illustration that he did for MF Doom, and to he promote is, our episode. Yeah, to promote our episode, and Thanks we're for that. yeah, thank you very much, and as well promoting uh, your design. Uh, How can people get them that print? W- you, we are going to link his Instagram page, mm-hmm. uh, where you could see his other prints. And also, we're going to link his Big Cartel website where you can order other prints that he's done. Yeah, great prints. Uh, thank you so much to Vincent for making us use the MF Doom portrait. On his site, there is a lot of amazing portraits. Yeah, check them out. Check them out. He also does them, uh, if you want a special one done, an original one, he will take care of that, that all for you. Amazing gifts, all that stuff. But please check it out and thank you, Vincent, for yeah, letting him a follow. Yeah, give him a follow and thank you for him for using the MF Doom portrait. So I guess we could wrap this episode up. We could say thanks to the villain for all the great work, the great music, for inspiring us, for entertaining us, for challenging the way we listen to music, um, for giving us content that required time to absorb and 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 fucking study and listen to long lasting work work that's always kind of you're always kind of hearing differently it's the type of work that nobody else could give no not many people have given us this type of music 
Um, Thank you for inspiring a generation of artists. As well. Because yeah. without them, Abdul, we would not have the Earl Sweatshirts. We would not have uh, the Vince Staples, uh, the West Side Guns. Like a bunch of these artists all look up to MF Doom and the work he's done. So many artists reached out, uh, gave their condolences and posted pictures and wrote why they were inspired by Doom and what he brought to the culture of hip hop. There's no other like MF Doom. No, exactly. So I think that's uh, the way we should wrap up the episode. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, MF Doom, Metal Fingers Doom, Doom, uh, capital letters, Victor Vaughn. Farewell, villain.